another episode of Real Talk with Bella. In this episode, I am um, super excited to uh, be joined by not just my co-host, Chanel Amari, Bella's publisher, uh, Jennifer DeSillis, our style team, uh, the style duo Mindy and Paula, uh, Jonathan Calixto, our fashion and lifestyle correspondent, but most importantly, two of our favorite designers that we have worked with um, for a very long time, Nicole Miller and Mark Bauer. Thank you so much for joining us guys today. Hi guys. Hi, great to be here. Hi, so good to see you guys. Wow. That's amazing. During quarantine, you guys look pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you were just saying, both of you have the most gorgeous hair color. How are you maintaining that during quarantine? I'm going brunette. We're both entirely natural, Mark and I. Of course. That <laughs> <laughs> magical touch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, today, Vanessa, do you want to start talking no, about- No, go ahead. Okay, so today we're going to talk about how to be a Bella boss in the fashion industry. We're going to chat about how the fashion industry is changing, like Vanessa said, rapidly, and what designers can do to keep us with, keep us sane with our reality right now during COVID-19, and where the fashion forecast will be heading in 2020. With that being said, Nicole and Mark, how are you doing during this pandemic? What have you guys been up to during the quarantine? Any tips you can give us and other fellow designers to keep their sanity? and creativity? Well, um, I've been making masks. <laughs> uh, I've been making them myself, actually. I, I brought a machine home and uh, I made a bunch of masks, but I also imported surgical, surgical masks from China and I've been donating, donating them to various hospitals and organizations that are a little bit like lower on the radar. And um, so, I've been working on that project and um, I'm tr now trying to get my um, domestic sewers who have all been home uh, sewing also and, and getting fabric to them so they can start making the masks as well. And I mean, also um, doing a fun thing is these t-shirt masks because mm -hmm. everybody, you know, has got stuff around the house and an old t-shirt. So I've got this like video on my Instagram about how to make one out of a t-shirt, how to make a mask out of a t-shirt. Cool. That's awesome. Mark? Well, I, I, yes, I mean, I think everybody creative um, who can get the hands on a sewing machine or knows how to work a needle and thread has been making masks, and I've certainly been doing that. Um, but I've also been using my time to be as creative as possible. I, you know, I never have this much time on my hands, and I really want to come away from all of this with having something profound. And um, I have been drawing and painting like crazy, which I, I love to do. I went to art school. I was originally you know, gonna work in the art field, but I became a designer just by chance. And I've never had the time to actually sit down and really draw and paint the things that I wanna do. And so I've been doing that. So I, I had a lot of canvases stored in my apartment, which I finally have pretty much finished all of them. And now I'm really getting into painting on cardboard. You know, there's so much delivery now from, you know, all kinds of companies. And there's all these boxes in my hallway. And, you know, when I, when I get into the lobby by the garbage disposal, so I've been collecting really great boxes, painting them and, and drawing on cardboard. I'm really looking forward to one day exhibiting all this work that I've done during this, this very trying time. Wow, that's so great, Mark. I that's know. Awesome. That's, that's <laughs> no, but that's really, really fascinating. Um, just because I think that, you know, as you mentioned earlier, um, creative people need to keep working. You need to keep going. You need to uh, keep, it just fuels your, not just your sanity, but emotionally, that's just what you're um, inclined to do. So I too have been writing uh, more than I, could have, I'm actually working on my third book, but that's a whole nother story. But the point is, like you said, there's so much time that we have right now that we didn't think we had, um, that we're finding that um, just applying you know, our skills to something, to a creative outlet is, is, is super helpful. And I can't wait to see it all, Mark. So I'm excited for that. We, we, we can totally help with the exhibit. So just let oh, us know when you're ready. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I, I think it started yeah. by, I, well, okay, I'm going to clean all my closets. I'm going to throw out all the clothes I don't wear. I'm going to really scrub the house. And I did all that. And then I'm like, well, now what do I do? And like, okay, I'll binge some TV shows. And then I, that kind of got a little old. And I'm like, 
I really want to be creative. So that's when I pulled out the canvases and the crayons and the paints. And so awesome. Um, awesome. You know, we've been we've been seeing, and everybody, I would love for you guys to chime in. We've been seeing on the runways about a year ago, a little over a year ago, people starting to wear masks. Did you, as designers, forecast that? Did you have that in your gut feeling that? Not that the pandemic would happen, but that this would be kind of our reality, our trend with health marrying to fashion. I mean, did you see well, this coming where we'd all be wearing masks? You know, I don't, you know, and when I go to Asia, people always wear masks anyway, and they wear them for a lot of reasons, pollution and pollen and allergies. And I, I feel like this country was getting on that tact anyway, because that, um, that tack, I mean, because you know, everybody's getting like more allergic here and everybody's got more of those like issues and they're, everybody's concerned about pollution and those kind of things are affecting us. I mean, besides the pandemic. So I feel like maybe the mask was in the air for like a lot of those reasons. No, I agree with Nicole on a lot of that. Um, and I think masks should be worn when they need to be worn, absolutely. But I am so in love with beauty and the face that I find it hard <laughs> to cover it. I like to cover the head, you know, I, I've done all these kind of, you know, insane head pieces during my career, and I love doing those. So I prefer to actually cover the head than the face, but I think it is something that is definitely there, and if you can create beautiful designer masks, and they're necessary, then I think designers should be doing that. That's yeah. amazing. Um, well, we're trying to make them a little more fun by, yeah. you know, oh. making them in print and so you're not out wearing like a surgical one all the time. So yeah. that's what well, I've been doing. Yeah. Well, thank God for that. Because yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, some of some of these masks that I've come across are, um, uh, my husband is an essential worker. So he goes out to work every day and he has brought home some of the ones that he uh, uses at work. And they're so hard to breathe into. Um, and you're literally like sucking on your own air and you're like, Ugh, like I, I can't wait to get it out of this thing. So I've gone for the cloth masks and then I put filters in them. Um, I find those to be more comfortable and easier. So I can't wait to get my hands on a Nicole Miller mask and a Mark Bauer mask. So yes, yeah. thank you. Thank you. And we're already seeing all the matching masks and outfits. Like people are designing yeah. now masks to go with outfits. I mean, this is gonna be something that you know, we're going to be wearing these for a while. So, are we? Yeah, we are. We're already putting some into some of our fall, um, our fall uh, fabrics. I mean, our fall prints. So yeah. to coordinate to like fall fall arrivals. On that cool. note, what patterns do you see uh, with masks in terms and clothes coming for 2020, 2021? Like bedazzled, more sparkly. Do you see cheetah? Well, you know, I don't know if they're going to be that washable if we start to bedazzle them, but um, I think you're going to see some with messages on them. I've done like a, you know, leopard print and I've done um, a camouflage print and um, I've done like a lot of florals because I think people are going to like florals because they're, you know, they're more fun and pretty. But I, I think, you know, it's going to run the whole gamut. It's going to suit a lot, you know, you need things for a lot of different personalities. Mark, so I love masks that, um, like Nicole says, in leopard print and all these beautiful flowers and that to make them, you know, more appealing. But I'm also more concerned with the shape of the mask. I think the cut and the shape is very, very exciting to me. And to do things that uh, work a, a, as a mask and do what they need to be done, but also have an exciting cut to it. Maybe we add an extra strap here. Um, I've been using a lot of really stretchy fabrics, neoprene, one of them which is, is very easily washable and you can actually breathe out of very easily and been doing them in neon colors. And I find that you get a really great fit, especially under the chin and it can pull um, right under the ears. You really get that feeling of, of, of security and comfort. So the, the actual fabrications and the cut of them is, is what's more interesting to me. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, I actually find the t-shirt ones more comfortable than the fabric ones. Um, but, and I think, you know, also the elastic's important. You've got to find like really soft elastic. Yeah. Right. So I think a lot of designers sometimes are doing it for the look, whereas I love that you're doing it for the, you know, the health side of it. As and, well functional as and functionality, yeah. which is always, you know, I think that's what makes a design great. It's not just that exactly. it looks great, but it's actually functional also. So yeah, exactly. I know these, ma these masks have got to be washable. I mean, the new pollution, I mean, I, when I go out on the streets, to walk my dog, the new pollution are plastic gloves and masks all over the street. There's not, uh, you know, uh, a block as you go by where you don't see a dozen or two 
on the floor, on the streets, just thrown away. And this is oh, the gloves for sure. For oh, sure, there's horrible. so many gloves on the street. Yeah, so, that's really annoying. Well, as, especially since people can't even be in the hospitals be getting as much gloves. You know, it's not like it's, Walgreens is sold out, Costco, they don't have like an abundant amount. So that is sad to see them just like yeah. throwing yeah. out, recycling. It's, it's the new pollution and it's horrible. It is horrible. Can you guys still see me? Can you guys yes. still see me? Yes. I, I can't see anybody else anymore. I can only see myself. That's so weird. Which is weird. Right, but you guys can see me. So. Yes. I can't see anyone. I just have an orange circle in front that I'm speaking to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to change gears? We're going to change gears. You want to change gears a little bit? Yeah. So we're going to change gears and speak about the, you know, spring summer collection. And, you know, you guys have done pieces with Bella. Can you talk to us about the inspiration behind your, each of your brands this summer spring summer really the question is do you design just for us i'm just yeah. saying you know i'm like <laughs> let's uh, right <laughs> she's right i'm beating behind the bush yeah, yeah. <laughs> only for the bella girls exactly <laughs> <laughs> well no and our current cover um is wearing one of your designs uh nicole um which is a beautiful leather jacket and i know that mark we've um you've dressed um Christy Brinkley, I mean, the, the, the twins can, um, uh, can chime in a little bit about so many uh, of the celebrities that you've dressed for us. But yes, I mean, as far as inspiration and moving forward, you know, what will you, what can you tell us? Because right now, all I see in my future is sweatpants and pajamas. And I can't imagine I that this is going to be, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, get, I keep getting pitched like, comfort wear and I'm like uh no enough I have enough I, I can't see myself like that continuing to be the trend yeah it's funny because I'm not a pajama kind of person I have not been wearing pajama pants at all I mean I've, I've <laughs> been wearing comfortable clothes but I you know I've, yeah. I'm not like the, the sweatpant kind of workout kind of you know I'm I'm like wearing like cashmere sweaters and jeans and stuff but um I think everybody's gonna everybody's going to really want some real clothes when this is, you know, starting to be over and hopefully it'll be soon. But I mean, I'm, I'm thinking people are going to want like pretty colors and pretty things. And, you know, they're, they're going to want to dress up and wear dresses out on the street. <laughs> and I mean, I just don't know what the restaurants are going to do. I really hope the restaurants can open up soon. Oh, now I can see you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for me, I think whatever happens in our world has a really strong impact on fashion. Um, you know, whether it's, it's sort of subliminal or you actually are aware of it, but it really, really does. I feel that we have been so involved with so much excess and so much sort of out there fashion, which I love. I love creating those things. They're a hard sell, but they're fun to make. I think that we're, we're going to go through a huge shift in fashion. I think what we're going to see is a return to minimalism. Mm. Now, minimalism has not been around for a long time. It's been extremism. I think those very clean cut, beautiful, simple clothes, simple, that, that shift dress, that simple neckline, that little cap sleeve, of course, done in a new way, new interpretation, because that's what makes fashion new, but very, very clean lines, things that are deceptively simple, very fresh and clean. I think that is what we're going to need, a cleansing. I think fashion is going to go through a cleansing, and I think the way to do that is through a return to minimalism. I love that. That's great. Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah, I think even, like, as editors and people, like, working in magazine and, in, like, in this industry, like, we're even seeing for spring, summer, we have to shift our focus when it comes to talking about fashion in general. I wonder from the perspective of, as designers, you know, Fashion Week works one season ahead, so you're always planning to look ahead. You know, you a lot of your spring and summer that's coming out now has been already shown at Fashion Week. Do you take this time to kind of rework your garments that you've already, um, you know, put out to the world, or do you kind of add maybe masks to them now to make them available to people? How does that kind of work? Well, you know, first of all, you know, when all this happened, we had to, you know, really cut down some production and just fine tune everything to, you know, just accommodate orders and not overcut and everything like that. So we scaled back a little bit, but we're trying to, what we're trying to do now though, is make some, some new things because I don't think people are going to want winter coats in June and July. And I think, you know, I'm going to try and offer like a new selection of like wear now stuff, you know, like small cuttings, um, but new styles, brand new that nobody's seen before that are just going to be in the stores for June and July. Some like late 
summer, where now? Yeah, I think that's key, Nicole. I think adding pieces um, that, like, like you said, are available now or whenever we get out of this, um, and the, the freedom that we are that we have to create new pieces and add them to our collection, I think it's really, really great because we're gonna to have to do that to survive. So. Uh, I wanted to also talk about like the fit of, the, of both of your brands and how you cater to different types and shapes of bodies, which is amazing. How do you guys come up with that? Especially now, since you don't have the fit model, you have to do it through virtual. Uh, how do you guys come up with that in, in terms of fitting the woman's body in different shapes and sizes? Was that always part of from the beginning well, part of your vision? That's really kind of, that starts more in the design process and the, I mean, I just always make sure there's dresses in the line that can accommodate a lot of different figure types. And that would not be every dress on the line or, you know, every piece of clothing, but all there's always a lot of things that will accommodate different sizes. But, you know, I mean, the fit thing is, I mean, we, we fit on a four, um, size four, and we have our standard specs. So it's not, you know, really like a big deal to, um, you know, get the fit done during this time period. And, you know, I can always throw a few things on myself if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> and I've done that too. <laughs> you could also send us some pieces. We'll be your model soon. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then- I Yeah, would, uh, Mindy, go ahead. Oh, so, I know both of you guys have always worked with celebrities. They love your collections. Have they been reaching out? Has anyone been wanting to get dressed up or even try things in their home? Or have the celebrities really just also been embracing this casual stay at home? Oh, I mean, there's no calls from anybody right now, really. Right. But I mean, yeah. it, even if there were, we couldn't go into the office and get right. them. You know, right. somebody said, send me some things, but they're not going anywhere. Right. So, and I can't go and get anything to send them. <laughs> so, That's true. But, but, you know, my, um, my online business is, is operating and, and doing reasonably well. So, you know, we're trying to like beef up our e-blast, e getting, you know, more, um, you know, more interaction with the um, customer out there to make sure she's shopping. And there's a lot of my friends I've spoken to and they go, well, we don't feel like shopping. You know, we just, we're not in the mood. <laughs> hey, girls, you've got to keep the economy going here. <laughs> I mean, uh, there, I there is, online. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, there's always, there's always a mood for shopping. Like, I literally, like, and yeah, yeah. So I've been shopping too. So, or or um, how can we get everybody in the mood too? Because I've been getting some of that feedback as well. Like, I don't feel like shopping. You know, I have a budget. My budget's been cut down even more so. So with all these essentials we need and, and the economy cutting down, how do we get people in the mood, I guess, right? Well, you just you know have to engage them with the e-blast and with the social media. And, you know, you just have to keep it, you know, keep coming up with like reasons for them to engage with you. Yeah, I think the social media thing is key. You know, keep putting beautiful pictures out there, clothes that are aspirational or clothes that people can relate to. And, you know, we've definitely seen some movement on our e-commerce site. Um, I also have had you know, one or two people reaching out to me about dresses that they like, that they seen in mind for the, for the future. So I think there, there's starting to be a trickle of people wanting to get back to fashion. And a lot of people are not thinking fashion at all, but it, I, I am seeing a little bit of a trickle towards thinking about clothes again, just, just from a few people out there. But most of the celebrities that I worked, uh, that I work with, um, that I have good relationships with have reached out to me in, in you know, how are you? Are you doing okay? You know, I, um, which is really, really nice. Um, and not talking about fashion or dressing up at all. So it's nice to have the, those people who have such big careers out there actually, you know, texting me and emailing me and say, are you okay? You know, how, how are you doing? Which is, which is really nice. Totally. Which is, uh, I'll, I'll, um, you can jump right in, Paula, right after. I was just going to just ask, because you keep saying, you know, you have to keep it going and put it on, like, where, um, it, it's, it's kind of like in these moments, right, that we realize what we're made of. And um, in order for our business, not just our business, to, to thrive and survive, we have to uh, keep moving. We have to keep moving forward. Where do you find um, just the... Um, you know, the drive to continue to move forward. 
if you could each answer. Well, I don't, I don't think, you know, we have any choice because you have to move forward or we're all going to go out of business. And yeah. so, yeah. you know, we're all trying to find whatever avenue we can to keep it going. I mean, I have not furloughed or fired any employees. I've kept all my employees going. That's amazing. But wow. yeah. So, I mean, I know a lot of people have been laid off. I yeah. mean, look at the unemployment role. So, yeah. We have kept all our employees working and everybody's working from home. We're all on Microsoft Teams and everybody meets, every, you know, so everybody is functioning. And these people are all over and they all went home. Some are in Ohio now, some are in Massachusetts, some are in Connecticut. Um, and everybody's operating long distance because, you know, a lot of people went home with, to their families or they're just, you know, sequestered in their apartment in Brooklyn or whatever. But um everybody is like trying to function like as this is a normal business and this is like the new normal, yeah. you know, working from home. Um, the only, you know, the biggest problem has been those people like sewers and cutters and pattern makers. And I do have one pattern maker who works at home and, and sends in patterns and, um, and my sewers, I'm not now going to get them to be making masks um, as of next week. But, you know, that really slows up all our production. So everything else is functioning, but as far as getting new styles, I've had to send, since China's open now, I've had to send a lot more things to China that I would have made in my studio here. Here, wow, okay. Well, you know, and Nicole, I think is in a different position to I am, she has a much bigger operation. So unfortunately, we've had to let everybody go. Um, oh, so sorry. Yeah, we just don't have the, the cushion, um, you know, that requires you to keep on functioning. So we're going to reassess everything, uh, you know, as the weeks roll on and see where we are and how it's best to continue. But it's, uh, it's a very scary time for us. We've never really been in this situation before. I mean, I, as a, as a person, uh, have, have survived, you know, the AIDS epidemic, have survived the stock market crash, have survived 9-11, I've survived Sandy, um, but this is something that is uncharted territory yeah. and my business just, it, it just, it's impossible for it to take this kind of a hit. So it's really, um, a question of choices and, uh, you know, some of them are a little scary. Um, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to reassess and see where we are when it's time to go back and, um, figure it out, you know, then, but as far as cre my creativity goes, I'm never short of ideas. I have so many things in my head that I'm dying to get out. And I hope that in my lifetime, I'm able to get out just, you know, minimum of the ideas that I have in my head. So that's not the problem for me. So Mark, can I ask you a question? I mean, yes. did you sell the department stores much? Or oh, not? In, in my career, I've sold to all the department stores. No, but I mean like this pulled, year. We know we pulled back from them because the restrictions with selling to department stores, the, the sell-through agreements that you have to sign, oh, you can I get agree, into, and the markdown money and everything, oh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You can get into a really, really bad situation, and we have been solvent ever since we started this company in the, back in the early 80s. We've never had a file for bankruptcy. We've always managed to find a way to continue. And, you know, this may be a time where, you know, that may be an option. I, I, I don't know. We're going to yeah. have to... Everything. But it, it's interesting because the department stores, I mean, I was just reading on the, in the women's wear about Neiman Marcus today. And, and yes. I, I was just thinking that like, you know, so many people have a lot of exposure to department stores. I mean, I, I don't sell the department stores in any big way, so mm -hmm. I don't have yeah. a huge exposure there. But I mean, I think a lot of people do, and a lot of people aren't going to have their bills paid and, and that sort of yeah. thing. So. It's, it's going to be affecting like a lot of people. Well, I just think that this is just affecting everyone in ways that you could have never anticipated, prepared for. And that's why it's so, I think, devastating for everyone. It's just like you, no one knows how to handle this. No one knows how, like what the best approach is. And um, from what I've heard from other people, from what I believe is you just, you take it one day at a time. And although I know for you guys, you know, and everyone has, um, bills to pay responsibilities, you know, I was talking to someone this morning earlier and I was like, you know, my biggest stressor right now is rent in my office, which is, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, thank God that I have, you know, I'm in a position where I don't have to be concerned with food and necessities, but as a responsible 
business person, you know, that's a huge bill that, um, honestly, you know, I, you know, I, I don't even know where that, where that's going to be at, but at the same time, you know, I've gotten the questions, are you as a publication going out of business? We don't intend to do so. We've, we've kept things going, but also we're dealing and navigating these waters. Um, so uh, many different ways, because like you said, Nicole, you have to, like there is no, uh, you have to, or we're going to go down, <laughs> you know, we're gonna all sink. So um, I know Paula, I'm so sorry, you were gonna say something no, before, no, you could I jump in. Everyone's saying is so inspiring. I guess I wanted to ask, you know, we're all in this together and obviously we're thinking about the present and then coming out of this COVID, but I think really, there's a message maybe through all this that we all slowed down. We all had time to think. And I don't know, I guess what is the most positive thing that you think will stay with you both personally and professionally for the long haul, not just present and right when we come out. Something you've learned from this that maybe just has now become part of you and you'll take into your personal and professional life forever. True. That's a yeah. great question. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, there's like so many things. I mean, there's just like so many things that, you know, life tosses you surprises, but I've, I've never seen anything that has really hit everybody like this. I mean, everybody's getting hit hard and it's just, um, it, it's, you know, because you know, I don't, I've just never seen anything that has affected everybody so yeah. universally. Yeah. So it, it really, uh, I don't know, it's a very sobering thing. And that's what I feel too, that yeah. is, I mean, when, when we've spoken, I mean, at least I know in my circle, that's the one thing that um, has stuck out for everyone is that, you know, this isn't just you or me, it's everybody, it's everybody. And you hear, like you say, you know, we're all in this together. And, and that's kind of, you know, you, you're, you're, you try to be like, yeah, hopeful, positive, but at the same time is every day is just like one more thing. And I know when this all started a few weeks back, you know, every day was one bad news after the other. And it took me a second to kind of you know, really wrap my head around what this new normal is going to be for everyone. So um, like you said, Paula, and like you said, you know, this is something that will definitely, um, I mean, you ha you'd have to be dead to not uh, let this affect you in some sort of way uh, forever. So um, I'm looking forward. It's perfect, yeah, it's a perfect time to really, you know, sometimes we say, oh, I'm going to bring this now into my new normal. And then a few weeks pass, and then that just goes out the window. Like, I think this is such a big, huge thing that uncharted waters, like we're saying, that nobody has ever experienced. I really do think there'll be impacts that will last for the long haul for a lot of us. In a good way, in a yeah, positive way. In a positive way, for sure. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I, I am, I'm an eternal optimist. I always believe <laughs> that there's a light at the end of every tunnel. Every yeah. tunnel has a silver lining. And I think that's got me through my life has got me through my career to, to where I am now. So I, I believe that something good is gonna come out of this. I also think that a, a lesson for old fashion designers is that you really, really need to diversify. You can't just sell to department stores, as Nicole said. You've gotta be doing other things, whether it's you know home shopping, uh, you design for movies, you design for theater, you design for Las Vegas shows. Um, you, you have to diversify because when one thing's not working, you know, hopefully the other thing is going to keep you floating. And that has been a really good lesson for me in, in my career is diversifying and being able to, you know, have the leverage between those different points in fashion to keep me going. I love how you're saying that because a lot of us, I think we're obsessed with labels, right? Labeling mm -hmm. and hierarchy and you're only a fashion designer, you're only a comedian, you're only a podcast host. And I think that's really brilliant that you're, you and Nicole are, are, are bringing this to life, especially for our younger audience who can't comprehend that. I think we all have to have our hands in different things so we can transition. For instance, I always say for the podcast world, it, of course it affects everyone equally. For the podcast world though, specifically it helps because now everybody's at home and they wanna listen to great content. And yeah. so when Vanessa and I started this, we realized we have to, you have to transition to different avenues, not just be 
a magazine or just be a podcast host or an actress. Yeah. So I think it's key that you also are encouraging us to do that. Well, and yeah. I think too, um, I love that you both touched on it earlier and Mark, you were saying, you know, believe in the light at the end of the tunnel. I think that it's definitely hard right now for the fashion industry, but I'm excited for the fashion industry when this all does, you know, start to slow down a little bit. Um, you know, working in fashion and in the magazine industry, I love getting dressed up. And I feel like sometimes in New York that gets lost and people like the casual and I'm excited to be able to go out and interact and start dressing up again and buying new clothes. And I think it could be a great boom for the fashion industry after this. You know, people are going to be excited to be able to express themselves again and be out and be dressed up and, you know, be shopping. And I think it's well, going to be- Well, it's true, but it's just going to be a while before people can actually, I mean, I feel really bad for the restaurant industry because, you know, we're going to go back to work probably in a week or two or whatever. You know, I think everybody's going to be back at work on May 15th, but are those restaurants going to open up? And, you know, all those, there aren't going to be events. People are not going to be going to black tie events that are indoors. Maybe, you know, outdoor weddings will happen, but like so many things are just not going to happen like they used to for a while. I mean, I think some, some industries are just going to take a, a lot longer to bounce back. So I feel like, you know, we're going to want to get dressed, but where are we going to go? <laughs> I will go to my kitchen, Nicole. Yes, I will maybe, go maybe, to my kitchen. Maybe, maybe we could create a virtual fashion week, right? Maybe yeah, we could make it happen. Yeah, we could create no. virtual stuff. Well, and I think that this, I mean, to, to your point is, um, I think obviously, you know, even when we jokingly got on this call, we were all like, oh, we, you know, everybody looks so great because we all got dressed up for each other. I think that that just automatically just gives you like a little boost. And I know that right. if I do this, I've done this for myself um, consistently for the past three weeks where I get up, I shower, I do my hair and I do my makeup. I just feel better. I just feel that I am not in this, you know, funk uh, because we all I are. think that's so important. That's yeah. so important. I have friends yeah. that say, oh, I haven't washed my hair in a week, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I always like, and makeup you know no, of course I have to do all these shows I've had yeah. to do so many like tv things that's awesome yeah. though but that's and that's that's the thing you know it's something that I've I've, I've you know with the team discussed like schedule a video meeting every day because it, it pushes me to to do this um because it just you know you should see me homeschooling my children and <laughs> With a full face with, of makeup. Hair, hair and makeup. <laughs> with a full face of makeup, which is, my, my kids are like, where are you going? And I'm like, to teach you math right now, you know? It's really. But I think it's also important. And high heels too, right? Exactly. <laughs> I think it's important, like Vanessa, you had mentioned to me prior, um, it's important to show up for yourself first and foremost, right? Yeah. And, and dress for yourself because other people, you will A, feel better. On that note, do you guys have any tips, though, for the people who are struggling financially, who don't have essentials? For example, I had a friend, she emailed me, she said, I know this is so embarrassing. I don't even have mascara or eyeliner. I can't even order it because I'd lost my job. Any tips if they're going on a new Zoom interview, if they want to be part of the fashion industry? Because a lot of it is aesthetics and how you pull yourself together. Do you have any simple, quick, cheap from home tips that you would advise them? What for makeup? For anything, makeup, clothes, if they don't have that budget, if they don't have it in their house right now and they have to go on, you know, Zoom meetings or they have to talk to their colleagues in the fashion industry. Well, I think you can always be creative with your wardrobe. Yeah. But, um, I mean. Yeah, good lighting. Uh, the good lighting. I was just going to say, like, like, grab those lamps. Lighting, grab those lamps, you know, yeah. and just put them in your face and you'll, you'll be fine. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ch change gears a little bit. I wanted to ask you all, every single one of you could chime in. Um, was there ever a moment in your career where you felt you were just hitting obstacles and rejection constantly instead of yeses and open doors? If so, what can you share with us about overcoming rejection in order to make it in, the, in this industry? Well, I think you have to do an about face. And um, I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of times that's happened to me. I mean, where I've been I remember once I was um, saddled with thousands and thousands of yards of like, you know, ugly prints and inventory. <laughs> and but I mean, they were, I don't think they were ugly when I got them, but <laughs> anyway, so I, I pleated them all up and somehow they, they looked really good pleated and, 
you know, I ended up selling like thousands of pleated skirts. And uh, I don't know, I mean, there's things like one time, I don't know, um, my dresses weren't selling and they were all, it was in the eighties and everything was like baggy and long. And I literally cut everything off into being a mini and then everything took off. It just, you know, it was just, people wanted something new. And sometimes you just have to do like an about face and radically change things um, from what you're doing. And, you know, the, the weird thing about the times today is like, I always find like there's so many trends going concurrently, like everybody is doing everything at the same time. Like people are wearing long, long dresses at the same time as they wear short, short dresses. So it's, it's, you know, very hard to do an about face when you're offering everything anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, for, for me, um, as a designer in the world of fashion today, I don't think that rejection ever stops coming. I mean, and the, the no's, you know, never stop coming. You have to get thicker skin. And my, thick, my skin has got really thick, <laughs> you know, since I was a kid. And I used to take these things so personally when you know uh, stylists picked out dresses for um, major, major celebrities, or you ended up making something special for them and they ended up not wearing them and you didn't know till you turned on the Oscars or that red carpet that they weren't wearing your dress. Those things used to be devastating to me and to my business partner as well. Um, and especially now, when they picked something ugly instead of your fabulous dress, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Hell. And then they're like, what were they thinking? No yeah. shade. No shade. To the next thing. You just got to let it go. And I've really learned to let go very easily. I don't fixate on it. You have that moment of disappointment and then you move on to the next thing. Because I know that tomorrow or a week, somebody, you know, pretty much as famous or as fabulous, as beautiful, whatever, is going to be calling for another dress. So yeah, and also sometimes there's some surprises, some surprises, yeah. like where you didn't anticipate and then you see somebody in like your dress and you're kind of going, like, how did you get that? Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> so there's the good with the bad, yeah. but That's you do have to have a thick to. skin. You're so right, Mark. I'm <laughs> or, so glad that yeah. you're both touching on that because I think that, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from experience in the sense that you know, I'm now in this role as the editor-in-chief of a magazine and people just assume that you just, that that just fell into your lap. And, um, and you know, as you say, the rejection, but there's a lot of work that goes on and happens uh, behind the scenes. And I know uh, it's so really refreshing to see you both, um, despite the difficulties that you may be having right now, Though it's just, I know for a fact, just because it's one of the reasons why I admire you both as fashion designers and business people is that you're always going. You're always going. You Gotta haven't, going. you yep. haven't stopped. Um, and I just for, you know, a, his, a brief history lesson, just, you know, Nicole, you were like the first designer that I bought with like my summer paycheck, like your, one of your sunglasses <laughs> was one of the, you know, and being originally from the Dominican Republic, that was a huge deal because they were very expensive. You know what I mean? Like it was just- So, so did it take your whole paycheck? A whole paycheck, <laughs> my whole summer paycheck. But just so you know, you were the first, you were the first. But my point is, you know, you, cause you covet these pieces and you covet, um, but you both have always been going and that's what has made you um, who you are, where you are in the fashion world today. Um, and it's refreshing to hear those truths um, because people just assume that you, you know, that it all kind of like, you know, comes out of thin air and it, it, it's all hard work. You keep it moving, you keep it going. Um, so thank you. Thank you for sharing, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly of even um, not just before this happened, but as we're all living this together, because people need to hear that too, um, to move forward for sure. Yes, Mindy. On me. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, what I love about everything you guys are saying and find so inspirational is the whole pivot idea. How you guys, you know, Mark, you're talking about painting or finding some artistic expression. And Nicole, you're also talking about how it's going to change, how you're embracing that. I think it's good for everyone to hear that because we're all, you know, we all might have to make changes, all might have to pivot in our careers or just in relationships or in general. So I think that's very um, inspiring to hear you both talk about that. So I wanted thanks. to also touch base. Does fashion um, have to do with experience? 
do you guys think fashion has to do with experience or do you think a designer think speaking of out of nowhere um, in thin air a lot of designers emerging designers they don't have the experience you or mark per se have over 20 30 years of, of of the fashion industry do you think someone can make it based on instant based on a good eye do you or do you think they have to earn their pay their dues well i mean it can go two ways i mean if you have a good support group but i mean i find a lot of times you'll see like a new young designer and they'll use some like fabric that they think is new that you know i used to use or whatever they'll <laughs> <laughs> be touted as the new thing or whatever and then i find like they have a challenging time fit wise because um and i mean i think fit is one of the trickiest things you can do and you really have to have you know a good understanding of fit and what you know the market and what the you know the customer you know is built like and you know there's just certain things i mean you you know you like i don't know i go out and try other people's clothes sometimes and you know it's like their fits out of whack or their I, I feel like they're you know I don't, I don't know who their customer is and stuff so I, I think fit is one of the key things so I mean you can be young and have a great idea and a great concept and that's great but if you need a really good support group to make sure your clothes are constructed properly and made well and fit right I think what annoys me about up-and-coming fashion design is the most is when I see on these you know fashion design shows um, where designers have these ideas but they don't know how to make them you know come to life they don't know how to sew they don't know how to make patterns they don't know how to drape how can you make great clothes if you don't know those things even if you're not doing it yourself you have to be able to tell the seamstress the sample maker how to put something together mm -hmm. and a lot of them have uh, learned by the book and the thing is in order to uh, make fashion new you've got to break those rules but you've got to know how to do them successfully when i started working for Whitney Houston all those years ago at the beginning of her career, um, I, I left an arrangement that I had with backers that fell through and I was you know, on my own with a sewing machine in my apartment. And I cut those first dresses on the floor of my apartment and I sewed them on a sewing machine. And I was super skinny back then and I fitted them on myself. So if you don't know how to sew and you don't know how to construct, you don't know how to make patterns, you better have a good support team around you like Nicole says because otherwise you, you'll never be successful. Unless you're making t-shirts, I guess you can get away with it. <laughs> you can yeah. always get away with t-shirts, right? <laughs> the sayings on the t-shirts. <laughs> but if you're gonna make beautiful things that are gonna go down in history as being incredible and um, iconic, you've got to know how to create properly. I think that's important. I think that's an important lesson for everybody in any industry, really, just executing yeah. it properly. No, you're correct. So, you yeah. know, I went to um, art school, but and and it was also design school. I know Mark went to art school, but, it, you know, I, I did have kind of like a dual background. But, um, you know, I don't spend my spare time painting. <laughs> I, Neither do I, 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 I only now that I do. <laughs> occasionally go to, like, life drawing classes. Actually, if I go to one, and if they ever happen again, I'll, you'll have to come with me, Mark. Those are fun. I would love that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. Um, but anyway, um, but I feel like I, I have a lot of, you know, I went to school in Paris too, so I have a lot of technical ability, you know, and, I, you know, I could sew anything myself, tailor, drape, whatever. So, you know, I guess both of us have a lot of, like, technical ability that I guess um, I feel like, you know, other people are lacking. Yeah. Uh, one question, one more question we have to, before we wrap up, um, what do you all, and I would like everyone to speak on this on any industry, what do you think it takes to be a successful fashion designer, a successful entertainer, uh, a Bella boss, we like to call it, right, Vanessa? What do you think it takes to be a boss? Everyone can chime in, by the way. I'll chime in the last well, I think, you know, you've got to have that stick to and like Mark said, a thick skin and you just have to just um, be resilient and keep going and be focused and have your own point of view. And I think you have to learn how to manage people really well. I think you have to be nice to people. People are not going to want to do good things for you if you're mean to them. So, I, I, you know, I, I think maybe in my career, I've had to fire two people in 30 years. So you know surround yourself with good people and be 
be nice to them and learn how to manage them well. You know, be a tough boss, but reward them and be, you know, manage them well. And I think that's really important. Vanessa? Um, <laughs> uh, I, I honestly think it's about reciprocity in the sense that um, I'm very much a team player and I, I, I have never liked to build anything on, um, you know, the, the premise that it's about me, it's about us and it's about how we can uplift this brand together. And, um, and I think that when you allow people the opportunity to shine in their own talent and do their thing that they're, that they are passionate about, I think that they thrive and therefore they will like that loyalty is, is reciprocal to, to your company and your brand. Um, and I, I obviously I tell Jennifer, I'm like, don't call me a boss. I'm not a boss, you know, but at the same time, I know when I have to be one, you know, I ha I'm not afraid to, um, ask the tough questions. I'm not afraid to say no. And, um, you know, because at the end of the day, there is a bigger vision, uh, for all of it. And, um, I'm very adamant about staying, you know, in that lane until we reach, you know, the, the Mecca or what, you know, we, we, we reach the, the, the top of the mountain and we're not there yet. You know, we're not, we're not, I don't know that if you're, you're ever there. So, but again, I like to give my team, um, everyone on my team agency and, um, just, you know, and respect and kindness, I would think. Right, everybody? Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I gotta say, wait, I gotta say, I, I gotta say to that note, you really have been one of the most encouraging bosses I've ever had or colleagues I've ever had, especially as a woman, because it is tough amongst women, even though this whole female empowerment goes on. A lot of it is political, a lot of it is strategic. I like that you do let everybody shine and you do see the bigger picture and it is all about everyone together. And you're never like, it's me, me, me. A lot of people do tend to have their own agenda. So thank you for that too, because it, that's amazing. I, you've inspired me and everybody here to be a better did person. I, didn't pay, that, pay her to say that. I swear, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer? Um, I think ultimately, you know, you're successful when you love what you do. Um, I think a lot of people are not lucky enough to say that they're doing what they truly love. Um, but, you know, when a a job is a job, I feel like you kind of turn it off when you have to, and it's not something that you take home with you and that you, you know, sleep, eat, breathe. Um, and when you love what you're doing, I feel like you put more of yourself into it. You work harder, you're more passionate about it. Um, and it's a shame if, if, you know, you're not lucky enough to be doing something that you love, but if you are, I think ultimately you're going to be successful. I love that. Jonathan? Yeah. Is Jonathan on? Yeah, okay. I was like, <laughs> um, yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing would be just to remember the mantra or like the idea that you're never losing, you're only learning. And I think that that's personally worked for me in any situation to just any environment that I'm in or any opportunity that I get to absorb something from it, to take away something from it um, that I can just take back to my little book and be like, okay, I learned this from that experience. Um, and I think when you're living um, each day and each opportunity with that mindset, you're always kind of like open-minded receiving advice or, you know, and taking things from other people and their experience um, and using that for positive, um, you know, to pay that forward as well, so. Love that, Paula? I would say attitude because I find that, especially now, everything is about attitude. We can look at the glass half empty or half full, but if we always have a positive outlook, no matter what's thrown at us, Somehow I feel like we can plow through it if we have the passion and the drive and we're willing to be flexible and we're willing to evolve and adapt. So I think for me, my positive attitude has helped me through this whole situation, has helped me professionally, personally. So I think uh, I would say attitude, positive attitude. Mindy? Is Mindy there? Mm -hmm. She is. I there you go. <laughs> I would say um, the most important thing, I think we all have learned this being a, a team, you know, as a magazine, Paul and I are a team, a style team. So I think uh, being a team player really gets you far in whatever business you're in because, you know, you have to uh, do your part. You have to be patient. I love the idea of, you know, Mark was saying of being kind, being nice to the people you work with, the people um, that you work for. So I would say um, a team, being a good team player is, has, you know, hopefully gotten us 
far and we'll continue to do that. And I would say D, all of the above, all of what you're saying. <laughs> but one more thing to add to that, I think what I've learned too is, you know, diligence, doing your due diligence and owning your mistakes when you're wrong and not blaming others, owning yourself and looking into yourself, which I had to do a lot and say, it's my mistake and how do I make this better and how can I get better feedback like Jonathan said and and like what all of you are saying, it's really taking ownership and learning and getting better and um, helping others if you feel like they're flailing and not feeling like you need to take the credit all the time and just or share and share the spotlight. So I love what all of you are saying. Every single one of you give me inspiration every day and everybody. So I really thank you guys for just taking the time to be here. Vanessa? Really, um, this has been so um, just filling. I, I, I feel like we had a really, um, you know, um, powerful conversation. And I hope that when people hear it, um, they can take away also uh, something that will continue to help them to get through their day today, um, not just through this crisis, but also after the fact. Um, Nicole, if there's anything that you would like to end with um, for everyone, any, you know, that you'd like to share and then Mark. Uh, just, um, you know, I'm hoping uh, everything gets better really soon. And I wish everybody like the best of luck getting getting through the end of this. Thank you. Mark? Yeah, I, I, I go back to optimism again and believe that we also learn some really tough, really good lessons um, from stuff that we go through. I mean, we're going to learn such lessons about the environment, the impact that we've had on animals and the impact that animals can have on us, how Mother Nature can um, vent her revenge on, <laughs> on mankind, womankind, um, is, is really, is really strong. So yeah, it does sound like it does seem like a mother nature revenge, doesn't oh, it? It does. I, I, I keep repeating that to my husband. I'm like, this was written. This is biblical. This is like a biblical <laughs> situation here. Um, it was written. So, um, but yeah, for sure. I think that we're all going to wake up and leave um, this. Well, it's not a dream. It's reality, but wake up from this, you know, stronger, hopefully, and closer that to the things that really matter. Again, thank you everyone for your time. Thank you so much for your uh, knowledge and your wisdom. And we wish all of you uh, an amazing rest of your day. Um, and that, you know, you save face, right? And keep going and pushing forward. Thank you so <laughs> thank much, you everyone. Thank you guys so much. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.